Progression on me, progression on three. Welcome to the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Here, we love to talk, teach, and learn local music. Remember to give your opinion because here, your opinion matters. Now, introducing your host, the creative, King Spencer. <laughs> it's lit, baby. We back with the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Thank you, amazing woman, for that beautiful introduction. Man, it's such an honor to be back with the Tulsa Progression Podcast. I've been out of action for a little while, but let's just say this, man. I've been getting to that bag, and I've been learning, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we revamping it, and we doing it bigger and better this time. So, um, you know, welcome to the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Um, this week, this these these next three episodes are going to be special. I call them gold diggers. Gold diggers. Now, now let me explain why I'm calling them gold diggers. This is going to be a three-part series that feature Tulsa women, special Tulsa women to me, and uh, we just want to get their opinion on these certain topics. And uh, it's called Gold Diggers because we're digging for gold. You know what I'm saying? Not because they gold diggers, but because we digging for gold. Um, Here in a second, we're going to introduce this special young lady that I have on the show with me. But before we do that, um, I want to give a little disclaimer. So um, today we're going to be talking about different things. And I need you to understand that voicing your opinion on these topics, uh, we are opening ourselves up to criticism. And although I encourage criticism, uh, it's, it's something that you that you should know is that people might criticize you for some of the things that you say today. And um, I, I do want this to be a safe place for people to articulate their opinions, to learn, to understand, and to be wrong. Um, being wrong is a big part of progression, as you see right here on my chest. So let's use this space to have healthy disagreements and to stretch each other and all the people who's uh, taking the time to listen today. But with no further ado, man, let me introduce my co-host today. Today we have a very special guest in the building. This woman is one of my best friends. It's crazy, huh? This is one of my best friends. And um, I've known her over 20 years. She is a Tulsa native, born and raised on the east side of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She attended multiple high schools, but graduated from Broken Arrow, Currently pursuing education and a career in entrepreneurship and marketing. Entrepreneurship and marketing. Um, she from the hood, <laughs> but she don't pay a dime for her Division One education because she is drowning in scholarship money, man. This young lady is one of the creators and owners of Ambitiously Made Clothing Brand. The creator and owner of Ambitiously Made Clothing Brand, as you see her rocking on her chest today. Um, I'm happy to introduce the smart, the talented, the beautiful Janae Spencer, aka Ambitious J, aka Nene. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be referring to her as Nene today. But um, yeah, we done did our disclaimer. So back to the title um, about this gold digging series that we're doing, it, or gold digging season that we're gonna be doing. There are three major topics that we're gonna be focusing on in our conversation today. Um, one of them is music. Okay. Secondly, culture, and last uh, or the final one is religion. Mm-hmm. All these th- these are the three minds we're going to be digging for gold. All right. 
music in black and American, black American culture has a huge spotlight that Tulsa artists are still pursuing a piece of. The only issue I see with this is that if you take the top three songs, whether it's in local hip hop or mainstream hip hop, including R&B, at least one of the three are promoting toxic material mm -hmm. relating to drugs, sex, violence, money, and even God. Mm -hmm. um, music, culture, and religion are three major parts of what make people people. Mm -hmm. What does the fundamental what does this fundamental lack of responsibility in our music, culture, and religion mean for Tulsa music and for black culture in America? Let's use our shows to explore these topics and dig down deep into our souls to find this gold. So our goal with this conversation is that we want to create a dialogue on these uncomfortable topics, not only here, but for our for our community of viewers. Mm -hmm. So me, I'm going to be listening to understand and also you and speak without offending or being offended. Okay. Now, that might be hard well, for me. Let's see. Uh, we'll see about that. I, I know you're pretty good, so I'll try not to offend you, but good luck. You know what I'm saying? But, um, so the very first thing that we're going to talk about today is music, Nay. So, Tulsa music can be a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Should we be supporting any form of artistry coming out of our communities because it sounds good? Where do we draw the line on art that is detrimental to our culture? But before, but before we get into this conversation, I want to make sure uh, that we give our sponsors a, a quick commercial break. So right after this break, we're going to be diving in. But welcome to the Tulsa Progression Podcast with Ambitious J, a.k.a. Nene. We'll be right back. Ambitiously Made is a proud sponsor of the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Be sure to check us out on ambitiouslymadeshop.com and on Instagram at ambitiouslymadeshop. Thank you for your support and we hope to see you soon. Thank you for watching the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Be sure to visit our website at tulsaprogression.com. Get all of our latest clothing and represent Tulsa and Progression Pride. Progression on me, progression on three. Welcome back to the Tulsa Progression Podcast, where we talk, teach, and learn Tulsa music. And again, I'm here with my sister, Ambitious Jay, Nene, you know what I'm saying? And before we left off, we were just going to be discussing music. Um, and what was said was, Tulsa music can be a beautiful thing, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Should we be supporting any form of artistry coming out of our communities because it sounds good? Where do we draw the line on art that is detrimental to our culture? So before we just start just free-for-alling, I want to get a little bit of background information on you and just like the kind of music that you, you listen to. So what kind of music do you listen to? I'm really literally only listen to two types. It's either R&B or Christian music. Like really that's what I've always listened to. Here and there I will listen to rap music depending on what mood I'm in, but majority of the time, it's R&B or Christian music. R&B or Christian. Okay, that's very interesting. That's I, I don't know very many people that listen to only R&B or Christian. You are one of the only people. And my girlfriend, Tiff, you know, everybody know Tiff. She kind of falls in that same demographic of people who only listen to, like, R&B or Christian music. Um, who, are, who would you say some of your favorite artists are? Definitely her. Um, there's this music group called Moonchild. I really love them. I discovered them probably last year or two years ago. Really love them. Um, 
Miguel. There's this new artist I found on Instagram, and his uh, audio is trending. His name is Saint Levant or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's dope too. Oh, and also, uh, what's his name? James Vickery. Amazing. I love him. And are all of these artists? I know her is R&B, but like, what genre do most of the artists Christian and R&B artists? The ones I've named so far are definitely R&B. But as far as Christian, I would probably say. I don't think I have a favorite Christian artist. Okay. Okay. Um, so what kind of music did you grow up listening to? Definitely rap and R&B. I would say top two. Okay. Yeah. And um, if you could go back and change the kind of music you grew up listening to, would you? Hmm. I don't. I don't think I would, because I don't know if music so much had an influence on who I became or who I am now, because mm-hmm. I don't listen to music so much. Right. But, like, when I'm in a car or maybe just cleaning up, I'm listening to music. But as far as that, I don't say I listen to music every day of my life, like a lot of people. Yeah. So I don't think changing the music I listened to back then would have made a huge difference. Okay. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. So, pertaining to our topics, now that we got just a little bit of background on you, um, do you think it matters what kind of people, what kind of music people listen to? And when I say people, you know, th- th- before we jump into that, when I were when I was writing this episode, I uh, I was I was skeptical on whether or not I used the term black when describing you know African American people because you know like my perspective on the term black is kind of starting to change because it's like, I'm not black. You know what I'm saying? Technically, if Mm -hmm. we, if we be serious and I think black is, this is black. You Mm -hmm. feel me? I'm, I'm a brown man. You feel me? I'm not a black man. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And I know that might be kind of controversial to people because they not really listening to what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but just the term black to describe a person Opposed to, because if you look at it, like, if a person is from Europe, what does that make them? White, right? No, it makes them European. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you're from Canada. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But nah, nah, that, that's why I, I got to expand on my thoughts. So, But if you're from Canada, what does that make you? Canadian. If you're from Africa, what does that make African. you? African. Oh, I thought it'd make you black. <laughs> if you're from China, you're not yellow <laughs> no you're chinese yeah. if you're from america what does that make you american i'm not from africa america i'm from america you know what i'm saying so like in hundreds of like for the last 400 years probably or the last 300 200 years at least my ancestors were probably based right here in america so i don't i don't really feel like black is the best word to define who i am i feel like Amer- american or if I if I'm gonna force it, African American is the best way to describe my heritage. You know what I mean? But that's a whole another point. Point. But getting back to my question, how do you feel like music affects, you know, black culture? Okay. Well, I feel like people make music based on the environment they're in. So you you make a lot of progression music. And that's because that's the situation you grew up in. Rap music, it's either, if they're they're making rap music, they either grew up in that situation to where they're surrounded by guns, drugs, alcohol, sex, or all of that, or they have an older sibling or someone in their family that's doing that, so they're just taking after that. Mm. So 
I don't know. I feel like it's not necessarily people are doing this to have an influence on others. It's somebody had an influence on them. That's deep, man. <laughs> That's deep. And you you ever heard the saying, uh, which one came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. I feel like this it's very similar in, you know, music culture in in our environment. So like it's not necessarily which one who who knows which one come first? Is it that the music is influencing the environment or is it that the environment is influencing the music mm. and i feel like it, you can argue it either way but i want to ask you this does it matter what kind of music people are growing up listening to yes and no <laughs> i say yes because if you're sitting around listening to like i say sex drugs and all this stuff Sooner or later, you're going to want to participate in those things. I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but it can influence you. Yes, it can influence you. But then at the same time, it cannot influence you. Like I said, I grew up listening to rap music. Right. But I'm not doing the, the drugs and the alcohol and all the stuff they rapping about. But, you know, I guess it depends on the person. Everybody can be influenced, but... Yeah. I don't know. It depends on the person, I feel like. Right. In in this toxic music, like I said, whatever it's relating to, one thing that's becoming very normal is for just men and women artists are referring to men and women as B-words and mm. N-words. Mm -hmm. What's your perspective on that? Uh, personally, I don't like it. I don't use either of the terms, but, you know, that's just me personally. Um it's the norm. It is part of our, our culture for us to even not even in an assaulting way. I you know have people come at me be like B word, you know, but they're not meaning it in an insulting way. So I don't know. Uh, it's just part of our vocabulary. Personally, I don't like it, but um, it can come across offensive if you're not familiar with that part of your culture, you know. So I don't know. It yeah. just is. It, it depends on the person. You know, if you grew up around it, you can understand when it's insulting and when it's not. So right. tone matters. Tone mm -hmm. matters. Um, it gets a little sticky when people outside outside of your culture are using the N word specifically. It, kind of cringy. It, it, it gets weird because, you know, why are you saying if we can't say it? It gets, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of situation, which makes sense. You got to acknowledge that. Well, I know that's going to be controversial, me saying that, you know, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like that's a good question. Why can you say it if I can't say it? Yeah. And it also <laughs> makes me look at the root of it like, okay, so why are we using a word to define ourselves that other people can't use? Mm -hmm. Well, because it's slavery and we flipped it to something to mean. But does it mean something good? Yeah. Like, are you are you are you gonna call somebody your n word whenever you doing your Grammy speech yeah. or whenever you become president of the United States or mm. whenever you do anything that's like dignifying to your family? Like, is the n word something that you're proud of? Because for me, I use the n word a lot up until like yesterday. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But the more I did the research and start finding out what the root of the word actually comes from. It made me change, like, my perspective on it. Like, I don't want to keep using it. This is a nasty word. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was born into using that word. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's my, part of my culture, like what we're talking about. And it's not until I start to reassess it and address it that I start thinking, like, okay, yeah, I need to get rid of that word. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
one thing I heard you say was when people call you, you've had people call you the B word, mm -hmm. or and I'm, you know, you my sister, so you've been around people using the N word. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's something that we need to work to get rid of, or it's not that big of a deal? <sighs> I don't know. Today I'm feeling like it's not that big of a deal, but it is. It's actually it is only a big deal because we have people who aren't our skin color that feel like they can use it, and then we get offended by it. I w anytime I hear anybody, even if you're Hispanic, a lot of Hispanic people use it, um, and I don't feel it's kind of like, did you really just say that? Mm -hmm. You know, and so. It's a problem when other people use it, but I have to ask myself, why is it a problem that they're using it? Why am I feeling offended, offended about it? Mm -hmm. um, but it's not a problem because we grew up around it. And anytime anybody's called me and, I, and they're black, I've never I've never felt offended when a black call, person called me an N word in like a friendly way. You know, when mm -hmm. someone calls you, you know, Bee! but they're not meaning it in an insulting way. So yeah. I. It's only a problem because I have a problem with other people saying it. Mm -hmm. So if other people can say it, then I probably shouldn't be saying it either. That, and that's why it's important for us to have these kind of conversations because I feel like we kind of gloss over it so much. And one thing that I was thinking about earlier when I was writing this is that, say, for instance, you smoke cigarettes, right? Mm -hmm. When you go into your grandmother's house, are you going to start smoking that cigarette? Like, if she's okay with it. <laughs> Uh, see, I didn't think about that though. Say for okay, I never, I didn't think about that. See, I thought I was onto something, but if she all right with it, you ain't tripping, right? And I guess that's the same thing with the N word. But just like universally, you don't go in your grandma's house and start smoking a cigarette. You know what I'm saying? It's just like uh, it's disrespectful across mm -hmm. the globe, mm -hmm. and it's not a law that say you can't smoke cigarettes in nobody. It's just a cultural norm that. You don't smoke cigarettes mm -hmm. in somebody's house. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we got to that same, if we made that the same cultural norm about the N-word or the B-word, what is that going to do for us? You know what I'm saying? Is it going to hurt us? I don't think so. I don't think it'll hurt I us. And I, I honestly feel like it would build us up getting rid of that because I feel like people are getting in trouble behind that word mm -hmm. because it's a nasty word. Mm -hmm. And it's you should get in trouble behind it. You know what I mean? I don't. If I had a three-year-old son right now, I don't want him using that word. Right. Therefore, I I don't want no eighty-three-year-old man using the word. Therefore, I don't need to use the word. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's that for the N word. But um, back to the music. How do you feel like? What what kind of effect do you feel like just the toxic music is having on on black, not even black people, on American people? Mm, it does influence a lot of people. Um, I know, I think it's Megan. Yeah, Meg's music. It can be. Some girls might say it's empowering. Empowering. You know, we finally have a female artist that's for us. You know, the guys in the music industry usually are be worth this. You know, so now we have the girl version saying N word that, mm -hmm. and so. That's kind of a breakthrough for some girls, you know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then, now since we're holding, some women are holding themselves to Megan's standards, they're getting called B-words now mm -hmm. and hold this or whatever because of how they're holding themselves. So, yes, music can definitely have an influence on who you become. 
But, you know, ah, this is a hard one. I know, but <laughs> it's necessary because I look at it like this. Growing up, this Meg Thee Stallion music, this Lil Baby music, this Chief Keith, you know what I'm saying? This is not nothing new. This is stuff we've been listening to. Yeah. We came out of the womb listening to this kind of music. And you wonder why the... I'm going to keep calling it the American. The American person is the way that they are. I'm not going to say the black person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the American person. Coming from, you know, black culture or African-American culture is inequality is the quality that it is. Because look at what we birthed into. The culture that we birthed into says be have sex with multiple women mm-hmm. um if that if it ain't about money it ain't about nothing mm-hmm. but now that i'm growing into becoming whoever it is that i'm becoming and more than anything a god-fearing man mm-hmm. i kind of look at this stuff different now like i don't really know if that's what what we should be pushing off yeah onto our kids you know what i'm saying so i feel like the music is definitely super influential mm-hmm. and it put thoughts in your head that you probably wasn't even thinking about yeah. until you start hearing some of this kind of music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, basically with all of that being said, I'm just saying it'd be doper if we made an effort to be more in- inspiring with the music that we making. Mm-hmm. I ain't necessarily even saying stop making trap music. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that if you make trap music, Consider the effect that you having on your community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you making sexual music, if you making thief, scam, hating, evil music, all I'm saying is just consider the effect that you having on on your generations to come. You know what I'm saying? That's my thought on it. But let me ask you this. What do you think the solution to this problem is? Um... Make more music like Jay-Z. What's that one song he said about flipping the old neighborhood you lived in? Buy the neighborhood and flip it. Uh, Something on 444. Yes. I think that was the exact song was 444. Mm-hmm. Um, just making more music about what you can do in your community to come up, basically. That's not involved in drugs. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you know, all that stuff. Just finding different avenues um, because we have enough trap music. We have enough of that, but we don't mm-hmm. have enough influ- influential music that doesn't involve the criminal side of things. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, just try to... It, but then again, I can't say make more of that if that's not the environment that you're in. Right. Like I said, people are making music talking about the environment that they're in. So, mm-hmm. I guess it's pretty hard to do that. And plus, people want to hear this trap music. Mm-hmm. It's popular. So, I don't know if that's even really going to work out if we start switching it up like that. Because mm-hmm. how many influential music songs do you know or music artists that are making music like that? Not very You many. can't really name them, can you? And you don't really know people that's in a position to make... Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, I don't know. Well, I and like I'm going to probably continue to say throughout this entire podcast is that it starts with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because starting with the conversation is how you're going to even open your mind up to what you can do to change it. And if trap music is so dope, you know what I'm saying? Why do we always have to be the ones that's pushing that off on our kids? And, and I've been learning about this thing called capitalism. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's, it's probably going to continue to get worse as long as, you know, we value money. Because I feel like the the root of it is money. Mm-hmm. The only reason that yeah. you will push criminal activity to your 
brothers and your sisters and your friends and your loved ones is for money. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason I could think of somebody pushing off criminal ideas to their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And I just can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I just can't push off the idea of criminal activity to my loved ones. You know what I'm saying? But to each his own. Everybody different. Mm -hmm. So in conclusion, um, chances are we will never live in a picture perfect society. But we should never give up on pressing forward. A lot of opinions and ideas have been shared here today, and we encourage you to you we encourage you to have this same discussion amongst your peers. Thank you for watching this portion of the Tulsa Progression Podcast, and we'll be right back to discuss culture after this break. Ambitiously Made is a proud sponsor of the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Be sure to check us out on ambitiouslymadeshop.com and on Instagram at ambitiouslymadeshop. Thank you for your support, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you for watching the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Be sure to visit our website at TulsaProgression.com. Get all of our latest clothing and represent Tulsa and Progression Pride. Progression on me, Progression on three. Yo, yo, welcome back to the Tulsa Progression Podcast. I am your host, King Spencer, and we have the beautiful, ambitious Jay in the building. Um... Welcome to the Gold Diggers uh, series of the Toast Progression Podcast. And this week we mining in uh, three different three different gold mines, man. Music, culture, and religion. And uh, this portion, we're diving into culture. So black culture is awesome, but let's take our shovels out and dig into mental health in our communities. Also, let's visit the effects our culture has had on the food we eat and the products we invest in. Um, so mental health, Nate, what does that even mean to you? Okay. Mental health is just having a healthy, not even thinking process, a healthy lifestyle, being able to talk about stuff, um, not keeping stuff in. That's a lot, uh, um, a big issue within black men. I feel like in our community, keeping stuff in, feeling like they have to be strong and not being able to talk about their feelings, being not being able to be vulnerable, um, seen, being seen as weak if you talk about your feelings. Mm -hmm. um, just, I don't know, just what even, that's a good question. What is mental health? <laughs> and that's, that's why it's important for us to have this conversation because I don't really, like, I get it. Like, you know, you get it, right? It's mental health, but yeah. what really is mental health? Right. You know what I mean? Does that mean therapy? Does that mean, what does it mean? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think it's important that we start having more of these kind of conversations in our communities mm -hmm. so that we can start, you know, just kind of diving more into, but, um, did mental health have a significant a significant meaning to you growing up? Like in the house that you grew up in, how often did you hear that word and did it mean anything? I would say no, but it means more now. Mm -hmm. Given everything that's happened in our family recently, I'm starting to see how mentally, I guess, unstable our family is. Mm -hmm. But back then, I guess I was just too young to actually see that. But now it, it definitely means more yeah mental health is definitely having more value to me and as you could tell by us having this discussion now but um what do you think about mental health like do you think it's necessary or do you like what, what oh, can you say yeah. about it definitely necessary i think 
even now within businesses, people are given the opportunity to take a mental mental health day. That's how serious it is that businesses are even willing to invest into mental health. Um, it's definitely important um, on a personal and business level. So do you think mental health is something we should be taking serious? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like it could save a lot of lives, relationships even. Uh, personally, can save yourself if you invest the time into taking care of yourself, right. your, your mental. Uh, t- journaling is one way to do that. Um, I haven't journaled in a while, but when I do journal, I just feel like I'm able to pour out all my thoughts, my feelings onto the paper, and mm-hmm. I just feel fresher and relieved when I journal whatever I'm feeling I just put it down on paper and I just I think that's a form of uh, mental health taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself or helping yourself through a a process or something if you need to so one thing I want to explore is like what are ways that people can um can take care of their mental health um delegating so giving other people tasks um if you're overwhelmed um journaling like i said talking to somebody opening up and talking to somebody but what does that mean like just opening up and talking to somebody just okay well i wouldn't say just somebody somebody that you know that will actually listen to you um and not criticize you for feeling a way that you're feeling Mm -hmm. go to somebody that you trust that won't be going to spread whatever business you're about to tell them right um how do you know who that is you know you know people usually you know people you can trust yeah right (laughs) um Go to somebody you think you trust, at least. Somebody that you typically go to when you, um, if you have that person, you usually go to when you're feeling a certain way. That's probably who you're going to open up to. Right, right, right. I was uh, thinking that, like, how do you feel about church, just attending church as being a source of mental health? Yes. And, you know, I haven't been to church in a long time. And I've been thinking lately. I've had, you know, instances when I'm just sitting there and be like, dang, I miss being in church you know Mm -hmm. um it's just a feeling that i remember having being there just feeling good you Mm -hmm. know just good um safe you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah i definitely think that it is a avenue people could take to you know invest in their mental health so since we on this topic of mental health i'll be thinking about it all the time and even in my relationship with tiff we've uh we've we've explored counseling mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and um just my roots and not having mental health just just that word having no significant meaning growing up mm-hmm. uh you just kind of grow you just kind of grow ignorant to to so-called sources that help you with your mental health like counseling for one mm-hmm. and i know me for instance i don't know if it's just a man thing or if it's just a a, a black thing mm-hmm. african-american uh or if it's just uh <laughs> or, or or what or if it's a poverty thing i don't know what it is but i've not been um excited about counseling mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's not something that i look forward to or something that i that I smile about when yeah. I hear it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I do understand that it's not because I don't like to be counseled mm-hmm. because I I, um, I often seek counseling, yeah. just not in a, in a um, 
medical sense or professional sense. You know what I mean? I'll always seek counsel from my dad or just people who I look up to. Mm -hmm. But just when it comes to, you know, like therapy, it's always been like uh, just a weird feeling on that. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And do you think it's something wrong with me because I feel that way? I think maybe you don't like the therapy and professional counseling because you might hear something you don't want to hear or you just probably don't really trust them. People typically go talk to people who they trust or who they know will tell them what they want to hear. Right. So (laughs) maybe that's what it is. Um, It's I think it's perfectly normal to feel skeptical about going to a complete stranger and telling them personal intimate things about your relationship yeah what about you though do you see an issue with you going to see a counselor or a therapist no um but i do if it's like somebody cheap Mm -hmm. if i'm gonna do it i want it to be real i want it to be a real professional who's been in the game spent their 10,000 hours doing what they're doing, you know? Right, right. Um, I don't want to go to somebody who's cheap or maybe not just even started out. No no offense to somebody who's just now starting their career in counseling, mm-hmm. but I want somebody who's experienced so I know that I'm investing my money into something that's actually going to... Right, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everybody understands that. Yeah. But, I mean, if you just starting your career, that probably means you just getting out of school. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't go to school... You know, yeah. I mean, that don't mean that you're not a good therapist or a good counselor, but at the same time, you know, when you ask somebody to make an investment, it only makes sense for you to give them reasons and background as to why they should be investing in you. But I feel like it was important for us to just kind of touch on that that topic of mental health and just kind of you know starting to explore those those possible. Um, outlets as to how we can strengthen our mental health and more than anything you know what I'm saying I always got to throw this in there just like God mm-hmm. and if there's anybody who watching this just like eh, mental health this mental health that me personally I noticed that when I read devotionals mm-hmm. even if I'm not just reading the Bible like usually if you download the Bible app at the end of every devotional it's going to be three four different scriptures yeah. or passages from mm-hmm. the Bible but uh, I, I can't honestly say that when I'm reading those, I'm, I'm vibrating on a way higher frequency yeah. than when I'm not. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes those devotionals be calling me to do things that my spirit not yeah. completely equipped or ready to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I can say that I feel like that's a great source of mental health, just trying to connect more with God. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, you might need to explore other outlets if you ain't really just like into the whole God thing. Mm -hmm. But um, I felt like that was important. But another thing is just like food and like our recipes and just like how we uh, we just we just eat anything. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, how often do you check the ingredients on the food that you eat? kind of never huh Mm -mm. me either and it's like why are we why why is it that because you've been told (laughs) that you need to check the ingredients before have you or no not even really that what i've been told when it comes to like skin products yeah i've been told to check what's in that but and even when i do know that you know mcdonald's meat ain't real meat or even when i do know i still eat it I still eat it. And why? Why? Why are we like that? Like, <laughs> why are we? And I feel like it's a cultural thing. I don't even feel like it's just me and you, the only people. I feel like yeah. culturally, everybody who 
who I've grew up with or I know, they the exact same way. It ain't like we ain't all heard since middle elementary school that McDonald's ain't real food. Yeah. But for some reason, we still eat McDonald's. So, like, why is that? Like, I think it's convenience. Um, convenience, really, and we've grown to like it. So when you like something, it's hard to stop mm-hmm. eating that or doing that. Um the brand name itself, McDonald holds very high value. I mean, some people might even disagree with that, but yeah. McDonald's is a staple in the fast food industry. So, mm-hmm. you know. So I I feel like with us talking about it, I don't feel like we talk about it enough. You know what I'm saying? Like we all got like one person in our family that's like, "Uh, you eating that?" Yeah. And for for me. My one person is Tiff. She always uh mm. something, you know what I'm saying, or skeptical about eating something. Whereas me, I'm just like, yep. <laughs> and then I wonder why my face is breaking out yeah. or why I'm sluggish in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I got all the information right here in front of me that tells me that, hey, bro, this stuff probably, probably statistically shouldn't be eating that <laughs> in your body. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. for some reason, but I think I'm becoming to become more aware of the decisions that I'm making. Kind of, you know what I mean? But culturally, like I said, we didn't grow up in a house that was like, hey, be mindful of what you put in your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Although we did, we really didn't. You know, actually, I think I need to give more credit to the fact that we did grow up in a household that was like, be mindful of what you put in your body. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, the bar is being raised. And I think the older you get, the higher you need to raise the bar, mm-hmm. opposed to keeping it at that when I was little bar. When I was little, it was like, don't eat all that candy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't need that. And then I kind of kept that bar right there, even up through my teens and 20s. And now here I am, 28 years old, and I still got that same mindset that I had when I was a kid, opposed to raising the bar and saying, okay, I need to be more hmm. mindful of what I'm putting in my body if I want to live long and I want to be healthy. You know what I'm saying? But um, does it matter what you eat as long as the food tastes good? definitely matters here from daddy all the time yeah it definitely matters um because like like some people they can live I, I think it goes back to culture some people can live like if you're asian you can live off rice and be okay with that mm-hmm. but somebody I, I don't know if i can live off rice and just be okay with that mm-hmm. i'm gonna need a little chicken or yeah. kool-aid yeah. i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, little, a little seasoning sauce, a little lorries, a little barbecue sauce. Yeah. No, but I'm going to need a variety of, you know, different foods. But it, it, it's normal in the Asian culture to live off uh, rice and uh, fish. I don't know if, mm-hmm. I, if that's correct. Correct me if I'm not. But um, it, tell me it, what's normal in our culture. Definitely soul food. Chicken. <laughs> uh sweet potatoes um cornbread you know stuff like that what else is it mashed potatoes whatever is considered soul food is common um and that's probably why high blood pressure is high in our community we season a lot seasoning is part of our culture so we should probably hold back on that um but yeah definitely that matters Mm -hmm. that matters I, i actually did um some research for TC and TCC when I was in my biology class and there was this chart and it would show like high percentages of certain diseases in areas. And I believe, um, Louisiana was high in cholesterol 
guess why? All that butter, all that seafood and seasoning. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just part of culture, and so it connects with health as well. So would you say that it's safe that we need to kind of rethink some of the decisions that we're making as far as what we're putting in our body yeah. every day? Yeah. So how do you affect your family in these kind of – and obviously you want your family to, you know, take heed to this information because they can live longer, mm-hmm. see more, enjoy more, be together more. Um, but how do you make this information just as important to them as it is to yourself? Assuming it's important to you. Well, one thing you could do is just kind of be leading by example. For example, on Tammy, anytime we would have family get-togethers, she's have some kind of salad, homegrown foods. She's leading by example because she's one of the people that tells us to watch what we eat and to not be wasteful. So she's very strong on that. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing we can do to kind of stress it to our families whenever we hold events make sure that's what we're doing that's right that's deep i like that i like that not necessarily be so pushy all up in their face nope can't eat that can't eat that, can't eat that. <laughs> i just won't be serving it here that's right that's right that's dope that's dope that's great insight and then um one of the last things was just products and the products that we put on our skin and in mm-hmm. our hair do you feel like it matters what you're putting on your skin or in your hair absolutely especially when it comes to hair care for black girls um for black guys too anybody with 4c hair or black people hair we can't always put the dollar store conditioner in our hair it just doesn't hold it might even dry your hair out we need to be careful about putting perms in our hair when i grew up that's part of black culture a lot of black girls will probably tell you that they got their hair permed and now it's not as healthy as it could be of course you can do a big chop and restore your hair but think about if you never put that perm on there if your mama didn't perm your hair all throughout your childhood so we can't your hair will be in better quality yes uh i had to do a big chop for the first time a couple of years ago because my hair was so damaged from perms and all the heat that i was putting on there so yeah we do need to be mindful of what we're putting in our hair and our skin Mm -hmm. because all these products that um are made for people of non-color it's not for us and we're putting it you know in our skin and in our hair thinking it, it, it will work for us but then it just messes us up so mm-hmm. you know yeah we do need to be mindful of that and not only are we putting it on our own hair but we're putting it on our children's, children's hair and yeah. our little nieces and nephews and our cousins mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then they grow up and then it's like well i grew up with this kind of stuff so this is what we gonna put on your hair mm-hmm. and so on and so forth so yeah i feel like um it's definitely important to start looking at those ingredients and you know obviously this is not something that you're supposed to change overnight that can be very stressful yeah you know what i'm saying just changing everything overnight <laughs> oh, yeah but i don't think that it's a, a, a issue to ask yourself to just challenge yourself with just like maybe one ingredient a week you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying just learn one ingredient a week and then decide just watch one documentary on what whatever calcium chloride is Mm -hmm. or whatever i don't know i just came up with something but just look at one 10 minute video on youtube about that and then make decisions about what you want to do with things that contain calcium chloride moving forward in your life Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i feel like that's a way less stressful approach than to than to be looking at every single thing that you have and trying to make a decision based on that. But yes, in conclusion, chances are we will never live in a picture-perfect society, but we should never give up on pressing forward. A lot of opinions and ideas have been shared here today, and we encourage you to have these same discussions amongst your peers. 
Thank you for watching this portion of the Tulsa Progression Podcast. We'll be right back after this message with our discussion on religion. It's about to get real now. Ambitiously Made is a proud sponsor of the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Be sure to check us out on ambitiouslymadeshop.com and on Instagram at ambitiouslymadeshop. Thank you for your support and we hope to see you soon. Thank you for watching the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Be sure to visit our website at tulsaprogression.com. Get all of our latest clothing and represent Tulsa and Progression Pride. Progression on me, progression on three. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Tulsa Progression Podcast where we talk, teach, and learn Tulsa music. I am your host, King Spencer, and I'm here with the ambitious Jay. And before we left off, we were about to jump into our gold digging on religion. We've already talked about music, culture, and now let's see what gems we can pull up out of the religion mind. What does the culture say about God? Our culture say about God. Does religion and spirituality even mean anything these days? How are you making God a part of your daily life? Okay, do the one question first. That was a lot. <laughs> right. But look, let's, let's start off like this. So, background, eh? Do you believe in God and Jesus Christ? Yes, absolutely. Grew up um, in church, grew up with a spiritual father, grew up right across the street from the church that we grew up at. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, you grew up, you were already Christian before you had a chance to choose what you wanted to be, right? Yeah. You are older now do you do you feel like you wish you had the chance to try something else out like you know being muslim or any of these other religions that i'm sure you've had some form of exposure since you've been older do you wish that you had a chance to kind of see what those were about no i don't but i do sometimes think you know if i lived in a different country grew up in a different country would i still be christian um or would I be questioning the faith that I grew up in, whether it's Muslim or something? Would I be questioning that, thinking, oh, is Christianity the the real religion I should be in? There are times I think about that, but mm -hmm. it's not something that I wish I, you know, wish I, st uh, you know, practice this instead. No, it's just something that I think about. Right. Um, and since that's not the case, since the case that the other country that you were born in is America and you grew up as Christian opposed to any other religion, um, are you satisfied? Yeah, I'm satisfied. I actually feel like I need to be doing more within my personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm doing nearly enough, if I'm being honest. I'm doing not even the bare minimum. Right. <laughs> um, so satisfied. Actually, no, I'm not satisfied yet because I'm not doing what I need to be doing to get to be satisfied. Right. And give me an example of what you mean by that. I'm not in church. I remember that when I was in church, I felt way different than what I do now. Um, it's, it's easier for me to go down the wrong road, be tempted and do stuff that I wasn't doing when I was in church regularly. Mm -hmm. um, and... I'm not in my word as much as I used to be. Like compared to last year, I can see that I've strayed away from reading my word every day, taking at least 30 minutes a day. I'm not even doing that. Mm -hmm. The least, the bare minimum I'm doing is reading the daily verse and that's it. And what what do you think changed? Um, honestly, it was me just moving out, having spending so much more time with Rudy now. Um, 
I don't want to blame it on Rudy, but moving in with uh, your your significant other does change a lot when it comes to how much time you spend by yourself versus what you have now. So mm-hmm. definitely, I am more distracted than what I was right. when I was at mom's house. Right. That's that's great because I'll, I'll be having these conversations with Gorgeous, my girlfriend, and um, sometimes I'll bring up the fact that once upon a time, I used to like read the Bible all the time and do journals mm-hmm. and like make an effort to, you know what I mean, go to church all mm-hmm. the time. And then I got older and something changed. It's not that God changed, it's that yeah. I changed. It's yeah. just that I just didn't find the value in who that, who that, all that work was doing for me but i look at myself i look at the man i am in the mirror today and i say bro you mostly a diligent young man you mostly an honorable young man you mostly a honest young man obviously i got my flaws but all of that came from somewhere Mm -hmm. you wasn't just born that way you know what i mean you got all those values from in those virtues from somewhere mm-hmm. and once upon a time like i said i was extra bible out ex, you know what i mean but when you remove that you remove a piece of yourself mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and you start and it re- gets replaced with something else mm-hmm. and that, that's the conversation i've been having with myself lately is like bro we got to start taking some of this stuff more serious mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but um one thing that's popular in our culture specifically not just in the world but in american culture is for people to say nah i'm not religious i'm spiritual Mm -hmm. but i am spiritual do you do you personally see any issue with that i don't see an issue but i do see the difference of what they're saying Mm -hmm. um spiritual when i hear somebody say spiritual i think they're probably into the sage and uh maybe the crystals and all that stuff uh but when they say they're not religious they're referring to oh i don't go to church regularly um i probably don't um obey the bible to the t you know Mm -hmm. um i feel like they're saying they're more in touch with themselves and they have a better understanding who god is in their own image versus what the bible says who god is Mm -hmm. that's what i think they're saying so do you see anything wrong with you adapting that mentality of spirituality opposed to well, first of all do you recognize it's christian or spiritual i would I say? say i recognize as christian okay uh, and do you see anything wrong with somebody i don't really want to say wrong with nobody because i can't say what's wrong with nobody but would do you see anything what issues do you see with you adapting that that um that theory of spirituality opposed to your christianity um just because my idea of spirituality is, you know, crystals and sage and, you know, just kind of the hippie thing of spiritual the freeness. Um, I personally have a problem with that because that's what I think spirituality is, but I don't really know what spirituality is. Um, mm-hmm. So if spirituality is what I think it is, I have a problem with it because I and I don't know if it's because people in church have told me these are wrong or it's because I personally feel kind of uneasy when I think of sage and, and uh, crystals. I think they are putting more power into that than of God. So that's mm-hmm. why I don't agree with spirituality. Right. Um, that's deep, Neister. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, obviously everybody has subscribed to their own ideas. But me personally, just based on the fact that, you know, I've actually read 
I ain't read the whole Bible, but mm-hmm. I have actually took the time on my own to crack the Bible open mm-hmm. and read and try to receive from it on my mm-hmm. own without somebody saying, hey, go in there and read the Bible. Or, right. hey, everybody open your books to, I've already taken that upon myself to, you know, seek God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't want to put it in quote, but I'm putting it in quotations for somebody who might not truly understand what I mean. But to seek God, I personally have a... a great respect for Christianity as is like uh the ultimate accountability partner mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I feel like Christianity holds you accountable mm-hmm. w- when it comes to you know all, all stuff pertaining to the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and deeper you know what I'm saying so um I personally don't I, I find a hard time identifying with spirituality but I can say this I feel like there's enough information and trauma in the world for you to find support in any idea you want to subscribe to. Mm-hmm. If you want to subscribe to atheism, I feel like there's enough information out there that you can really build a strong case on why it makes sense to be atheist. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to be mm-hmm. spiritual and sage and all this stuff, and I feel like there's enough information in this world that can make you super spiritual. Mm-hmm. And finally, I feel like if you want to be Christian, if you want to, if you want that, I feel like there's enough information and there's enough speakers with all these different forms of, mm-hmm. you know, religion or spirituality. I feel like there's enough information that can make you a super go- godly, mm-hmm. out for God Christian person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And although you could be that with all religions, but Christianity, Christianity specifically, that's what I subscribe to. Mm-hmm. That's what I personally believe in. Mm-hmm. But um, this is my next question. Why do you feel like there are a bunch of people just kind of like turning? Do you do you feel like there's a bunch of people turning away from Christianity? Absolutely. And I feel like one of the reasons is there is so, so much temptation. There's so many, I don't know, you know forces against us i don't want to get too like talky in here but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of forces up against us um every day and so it's easy to be turned away if you don't have a foundation on god um and because christians are have become so pushy on you need to get a relationship with god so it's hard to kind of like and and then there's also a lot of questions that aren't answered Mm -hmm. so you really have to have faith and it's hard to do that when there's so many questions unanswered why'd you let my mama die Mm -hmm. you know yeah why you know Mm -hmm. why do i have cancer and my daughter has cancer too like aunt tammy Mm -hmm. how does that happen so there's i mean you have to have faith and so a lot of people, they just can't do that because it doesn't make sense. And they feel like, why the why me? You know, why mm. me? And so it's, it's kind of it's hard to get past that. And I know it's deeper. It's like people have been through some messed up stuff. So it makes sense on why they don't believe God exists or why Christianity just won't work for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people have turned away from God because of the things that they're going through in life. And it's hard to have faith. So with you being just an ordinary Christian, not no, you know, multi-million pastor or anything like that, what would be your advice just as a person rooted in faith to somebody that might be going through something that's kind of turning them away from, you know, God? Um, I would say spend time in prayer. And you might feel foolish if you don't pray 
or if you've never prayed before or put any effort into it but really just sit down and pray and uh anytime i do that i just feel peace come over me mm-hmm. but i've never been really through like something so hard like losing my mama or having cancer or something crazy like that just going through a really tough time so i know it's really easy for me to just say just pray mm-hmm. but there is so much power in prayer and just talking and pouring yourself out to god so that's my advice is to just pray that's real nice to i I didn't know you was that deep. I didn't know you was that deep, but I think that's very powerful. You know what I'm saying? I think that's very powerful, and I think that's important. And me like you, I've never been through nothing that's just, you know, that's just so unbelievable that I feel like it's rocked my foundation with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say I have, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm still standing here. You know, I've, I don't feel like I've walked away from God. I know I done played around with information mm-hmm. that done had me tempted to mm-hmm. you know subscribe to something else mm-hmm. but overall i just know what feel right to me you right. know what i'm saying and then uh and then one of the other disadvantages i feel like i've had is that i um that i, I i'm at a disadvantage where i like information mm-hmm. some people don't care to you know to research and do all this right. stuff but the more that i just kind of look at where this world has come from and you know what it is and some of the stuff and who uh some of the biggest world changers give the glory to mm-hmm. it just made me it just made god even realer to me you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and then i look yeah. at some of the situations that just our life and just where we are compared to where we could be it's just hard not to believe that there's somebody you know what i'm saying right up there that's mm-hmm. that's you know what i mean that's just me though you feel me and everybody else got their different opinion but that's just me and that's kind of why i feel like it's important that we include god in on this conversation because i know some people might look at the small things i've done in life and just like might be it might admire me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but i always got to get a credit to god right. you know what i'm saying right. i got to because truth be told Shoot, you know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff done went wrong in our life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's only because of some greater power. Right. That I'm, that right. You, you feel me? That I'm able to say anything, to even be on this podcast, to even have the will and the desire to, you know what I'm saying, do this. I got to get the glory to God. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So how how are you including God in your day-to-day life? Um. So, like I said, one of the things I do every morning before I – I try to before I hop on social media, check in, uh, emails or stuff like that. Just read my daily verse. That's the bare minimum I'm doing. Where's that at? It's on the Bible app. Just okay. download the Holy Bible app. Um, but personally, whenever I really want to dig into like a scripture, I like to do it in my physical Bible so I can highlight and make notes and stuff like that. But when I'm doing the bare minimum, I just read the daily verse. Yeah. That's what I do every day to connect with God. And of course, praying throughout the day. So if you ever see me. You know, mm-hmm. going like that's me praying. That's dope. <laughs> that's make jokes like you summon the demons. <laughs> <laughs> Jaina, come on now, because like you know, in the scary movies, you hear people whispering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they usually saying some weird stuff, but no, I'm usually praying. If you see me whispering to myself, <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Though. I wish that my prayer life was stronger. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm no stranger. I'm no stranger to my relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? Although, I don't know. I feel like even the greatest 
per, the person with the greatest relationship feel like it could be greater. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then we yeah. humans, and we mm-hmm. like you say, we fighting a spiritual battle out here. Mm-hmm. So it's easy. Like the devil got this figured out. Like it's easy to get you sidetracked. Like yeah. it ain't nothing to get a human being in America sidetracked. Yeah. It's stupid easy. <laughs> you so know what easy. I'm saying? It's so easy. So you know, I, I feel like. Um, I am growing in my faith. I am taking my scriptures more serious. I am taking my faith more serious. Mm-hmm. And then just when you look at the times, it's just it's just nice to have something bigger than yourself to rely on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I can rely on myself for a lot of stuff, but it's just some stuff that I can't do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's some stuff that I just cannot do, and mm-hmm. it just feels good to be able to rely on something bigger than me. You know, and believe that something bigger than me have a, a plan. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And mm-hmm. I feel like the perfect outlet in that is God, my Bible, Christianity. is It's so deep. Man, it'd be a lot of people I don't feel like they really read the Bible. Yeah. They ain't read what I've read. <laughs> you read some of the stuff that I read in that Bible, yeah. that mug is deep. Yeah. You think Lil Wayne deep? You think Drake deep? I was reading um a verse the other day, and I just... I had to push it off because it just wasn't making sense. It was mm-hmm. talking about marriage. Um, I can't remember what book it was. I'm going to have to go back and look. But it's talking about marriage and how just more confusing that made it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely something I want. But it was talking about, um, I don't quote me, but it said something about it's better to um, be single. But if you're burning with passion, you might as well get married. Mm-hmm. That's what... Paul basically said, I think it was Paul saying this. And uh, he also said, it's better to, I think he said, stay pure within your marriage. So, like, if you marry a virgin, it's better to keep her a virgin even within marriage. So, mm. it, it was just kind of weird. It was weird. And then it's okay for, like, if if somebody um, loses their spouse, the spouse, um, like a, a widow, she can remarry. Um, but it, it it's, it's a mm. lot of confusing stuff. Yeah. It, it gets real confusing. I don't know. Just listening to some of the stuff that you <laughs> just said. I was, it's funny you said that because I was last night just watching a sermon by this one pastor. It's this, uh, it's this you know, it's this white guy because for lack of better mm-hmm. words to describe him and I don't know his name. But I think he'd be with Mike Todd. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just talking about how Paul, he was cracking a joke how like... Uh, even Jesus stayed single until they killed him. Yeah. It was like, but the point that I'm driving at is that if you've ever been in a relationship, you understand why the Bible says that. At least if you've ever been as dedicated to a relationship that I feel like I am. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel super prideful about my relationship. And um, it just makes sense because... Tiffany want things to be a certain way and I want things to be a certain way and some of those things are a hard bargain to mm-hmm. compromise on. Therefore, it's going to be real difficult in a lot of situations and I feel like that's kind of what the Bible was getting at is mm-hmm. don't get into this. <laughs> don't get into that bargaining on stuff that you can't bargain on because being in a relationship, you're going to have to bargain mm-hmm. if you truly love that person. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then the most difficult part of it is what is God? Mm-hmm. What is he? God is love. God is love. <laughs> and when you adapt that, when you subscribe to that truth, you think your life get easier? Mm. No, your life get harder because we rooted in pride. Yeah. We not rooted in love. Mm-hmm. We don't want to love. We want to we want to be loved. We right. want to be right. Right. So when you subscribe to God, God is saying, "Nah, bro. 
but it feel good when my girlfriend love me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It feel good when good things happen to me, but I don't want to be a good thing to happen to other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes being a good thing that happens to other people means that when your girlfriend is tripping and you know she tripping, <laughs> when Tiff is tripping and you know Tiff is tripping, you got to go over there and give her a hug. Yeah. And give her and ask mm-hmm. for forgiveness. For things that you don't even want to be forgiven for. Or, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to act like I'm a preacher or nothing. But I do understand these simple things. This, uh, simple things as simple as love. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the reason why I say it's better to be single. Because when you're single, you ain't attached to nobody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And when you get attached to people, you start wanting to change them. And they start wanting to change you. And change and love is two different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You but it's it's harder to love somebody into change. It's easier to, you know, force somebody into change. Mm-hmm. But that's just something that I've been learning on my spiritual journey, especially in my relationship. My relationship has probably been one of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. in my life, but mm-hmm. one of the most worthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because one of the things that I learned on this little sermon that I was watching last night is it's not necessarily about what you getting. It's more so about what you becoming. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that people don't think about when they getting angry in their relationship. Yeah. They getting angry because they not getting what they want. That's the only reason you yeah. will ever get mad is if mm-hmm. you're not getting. You won't get mad because you are getting what you want. You'll get mad because you're not getting what yeah, you want because of expectation. But the cr- true question is, what are you becoming? Mm-hmm. Like, what will, what will doing better or, you know, what will conquering your pride make of you mm-hmm. if you a true subscriber to god it's not about your flesh and what you get on earth it's about what you get after mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and a lot of that stuff just go out a lot of people's ear yeah. and it went and it went straight through my ear for a long time when mm-hmm. it come to me sacrificing my pride yeah. my name is king spencer <laughs> my name ain't servant spencer but it's hard to be king spencer Man. the servant yeah. it's easier to be king spencer the king yeah but i'm trying to focus my mm. energy on being a better servant because mm-hmm. I see what it does for my spirit and I see what it does for the people who I love. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But that's a it's a struggle. But again, it makes sense why the Bible says stuff like be single. You know what I'm saying? It does make sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm one of the people that he's. I'm burning with passion. <laughs> so I'm out here trying to figure it out. You feel me? And this is a battle that a lot of people really ain't suit up to fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm still out here figuring it out. You out here figuring yeah. it out. Shout out to the Tiff because she out here figuring it out. And you know we just gotta we just gotta be that. We just gotta be this for each other out here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And um, that's that's how we're gonna continue to build. But that pretty much concludes this religion portion of the Tulsa Progression Podcast. And in conclusion, I want to say this. Chances are, we will never live in a picture-perfect society, but we should never give up on pressing forward. A lot of opinions and ideas have been shared here today, and we encourage you to have these same discussions amongst your peers. Thank you for watching this portion of the Tulsa Progression Podcast, and we hope to see you here next week. Now, you got anything else that you want to say? Be sure to visit my website at ambitiouslymadeshop.com. Visit my Instagram page at ambitiouslymadeshop. We're dropping new content. We're dropping new merch. You don't want to miss out. Support your local businesses. And thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. That's it. Progression on me. Progression on three. I don't know what the heck I just did, but I did. I was like, what the heck?